0: Well, hello, my friends. Yeah, no music today. I'm uh, I'm exhausted. I don't feel like putting in any extra stuff. I know it's only a quick copy and paste at this point, but I don't know. I didn't pick a song either. How are you? We're off to a great start. It's the Melting Path the Next Level Network. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing great. I um, It's exhausting. It's been a rough couple days. Everybody's sick. I'm getting it soon. I can feel it. So I want to get this out before that happens so I at least sound okay for this part. So... Next week, who knows? We'll find out. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be all good. I don't know. I don't know. You good? You all right? Everybody fine? Great. No, why, why am I... You, you better be all right. Why am I angry? I don't know. Um, on the menu today, we'll talk about delivery drivers. Uh, a good one and then a really dumb one. Yeah, two of them in the same thing. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment appears to have been sold... We'll talk about that. I don't know if it's a great. well, I guess for the company, it's fine. they're gonna make money, but we'll see after that. The captain may actually we'll have one little insert today. The captain may be joining us at the end. or maybe not joining us, but maybe dropping in to talk about the flag guys, so we'll get to that. Um, we'll talk about foods that you can just buy as an adult. I think I've talked about this before, but now I want your input. so we're gonna ask at the end of the show and then uh, you let me know next week we'll uh, we'll get it because I didn't have I forgot. so I was supposed to have a guest this week supposed to have a guest and then that didn't work out it's actually better because this week i've been super busy with work and stuff so i didn't really plan a a question for this week because i thought oh i'm gonna have a guest it's gonna be great so i don't have the uh the question so at the end of the show today we'll talk about uh foods you could just buy as an adult i want to know your favorite uh favorite nice little treats okay sound good yes no all right anyway um yeah, we're good. Right? Right. I uh, oh, before we get to the stuff. Um last week I put out a call. I talked about the uh, the chat with Fry McDunstan. It was great. Go check that out if you got some time on your hands and you want to hear me talk to, uh, to a to musician. It was really fun and uh turns out Fry now listens to the show. So I guess I can't talk Uh no, I'm not going to do that. But I uh, I asked last week. I you know, wondered aloud how fun it would have been if you would have um I would have asked him how to say Crap Open a Cold One in German. So I put the call out. He listened to the show, and he sent me this clip uh, trying to explain it. All right, here we go. There's no literal translation to Crap Open a Cold One. (laughs) I I just uh, typed it into Google Translate out of curiosity, but I think (laughs) uh, Google thought I meant Crap Upon a Cold One because that's, uh what it was giving me in German Scheiß of ein Kaltes. <laughs> um I only know of one like uh similar German phrase. It's not from, from my area but from Bavaria where um I only have been like two or three times. It's uh Otsopfties. Hope you can use that for your next episode. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Isn't that fun? That's so cool. Man, I like it. Should we try it? Hold on. Hold on. I I meant to do this and then uh, and then I forgot. Hold on one second. We're going to try it right now. All right, I'm not sure why I had to back out of the program and come all the way back in, but uh we're going to try this. Utsoptis. Utsoptis. Did I get that? Is that right? Is that close? I hope I didn't offend an entire nation. My bad. Uh who am I kidding? Fry is probably the only one in the entire country of Germany who listens to this show. So, Fry, I'm sorry if I really screwed that up and offended your uh, your entire culture. My bad, but you said you only went to Bavaria like three times, so maybe I don't know. Maybe I didn't insult you, but a bunch of Bavarians. So don't just don't tell them, Fry. Don't tell the people over there that I just butchered the phrase that I that I made up, that I asked you to try to find a way to translate. <laughs> but thank you for that, my friend. I appreciate it, and uh, to everyone else. I'm sorry you had to hear me try to do that. So anyway, that's our only insert for today because, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's been a time. All right? There you go. That was fun. Right? Thanks, Fry. Appreciate it. Um, all right. So let's start here. Let's start the show. Five minutes in, let's start the show for once. So we had some repairs done recently. So I, I never, like, to te- text my landlord because I feel like I'm bothering her and she's just going to tell me, you know, no, figure it out yourself, you idiot which did happen once. And I was like, okay, great. Because sometimes, you know, she'll handle the things and have her, have her guy come over and fix it or the owner's guy come over and fix it. Uh, and other times it's like, nope, that's on you. You got to figure it out. So I'm like, okay, which of these things is not like the other? No, which of these is going to be a problem that I have to find a way to solve? Because we had a problem with the back door, the storm door, um, the latch thing to it, uh, the wood around that broke off. And so I haven't been able to close this storm door. So I've got it kind of propped open. It's got a, a thing on it to prop it open. So that's, I figured that's not good for when it snows. So I said, hey, we should probably get this fixed. And uh, we got a leaky pipe in the bathroom. We had one. Um, every time the kitchen sink ran, the pipe would, uh, would drip a little, leak a little bit. So I'm like, huh, that's an issue. So uh, she's like, yep, those are the owner's things. She'll handle them. The, the owner will take care of it or whatever and uh, send the guy. So here comes the guy. And it's the same guy who's been here a number of times who built the fences, and we've talked about um, getting the heater. And so once he finished all that, he fixed up the uh, the back door. That's great. He uh, he put the gate back on out front. I mentioned that the wind blew that off the other day. Uh, yeah, the screws just, uh, just came right off there. So he fixed that. He, he did some other uh, work on that as well. So we got the gate back. The fence is uh, a little more sturdy in the front and he's going to come back and uh and take care of some other stuff with that too he's got a thing with the back he's going to work on so we're figuring all that out the pipe's good the back door's good so we're good with all that stuff and i find i said hey don't let me forget like don't leave before we talk about this heater because it's going to get cold down here and i want to have something in this room because there's no heat in this room where i'm sitting and i sit here all day i work and you know i do the show and all that and it's going to get cold in february right or it should unless you know it's supposed to get cold in February. Let's go, let's go with that. And um, I said, hey, you know, I want to get a new, a new outlet put in, a new line on the box, a new breaker, so I can run this by itself and not worry about blowing a circuit with something else on it, right? So landlord said, yes, you can do it. Have an electrician. Have somebody who's licensed who can do it, and you got to pay for it. I'm like, fine, no problem. So um, I had the guy come into the room, and, and now he's like, all right, we can do it here. We can do it here. Um, Just figure out the heater you want, and then we'll know what kind of line to get, and then we'll just go through and we'll run the line and and handle all that. So I'm like, great. So at least it's not in yet, not in yet, but it's progress, right? It's more than just like me texting him and saying, hey, what about this thing? And then he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then I don't hear from him for a while (laughs) because it's just, just how it goes, just how it goes. So yeah, things are, uh, things are all right, you know, physically with the home. Right? We're good. Uh, luckily, it's, uh, it's cold. I don't have to cut the grass. That's great. I hate doing that. I wish... The one thing I do want, and I'm not spending any more money on this house because I don't own it, but the one thing that I want are lawn slopes. And I would love to put in... Some people on the block have these. I'd love to put in a wall. just like a stone wall. Take out the slope, put a wall right there, flatten it out so we have the little, little lawn area that's fenced in, so we still have that, but I don't have to worry about the slope Of the front lawn, but it's never gonna happen. Ah, our next house will will sort that out. But yeah, there you go. So yeah, home repairs, man. Things are happening. Things are fixing, getting fixed, and I gotta do some cleaning up in here anyway. But um, yeah. So the heater not yet, but it's coming. It's coming soon. Don't you worry. I'll let you know. Hopefully it'll work, and nothing catches fire, and uh, because we don't want that. All right. Great. Awesome. Wonderful. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. There you go. All right, so um, that's uh, you know that's that's ongoing. I'll let you know, uh, but at least we've made some progress since uh, this. Things have been fixed. We're great. I can't talk. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, over the weekend we ordered some stuff. We ordered groceries and you know food. See, here's what happens when we order groceries. It's in the morning, and then we're hungry. Still, right? So we might not have things to make right away. So it's like, okay, what we'll are groceries for like dinner stuff and you know, whatever, but what are we gonna have for lunch? So we order groceries and then like Grubhub or Uber Eats or whatever, she's got some discounts or something like that. So we did that. So let's start there so we got two deliveries on one day. So let's start with the good one. Let's just say a good friend of the show was our DoorDash guy and delivered our groceries and it was a nice surprise. I didn't know he did that and I didn't know um what the deal was there. So then I, um, I heard Jill talking to somebody and I heard his voice. I'm like, I recognize that voice. And so I come out with the boy and I see him. He's like, hey. I'm like, oh man, that's cool. That's so cool. Uh, so it was great to see him. Great to uh, chat a little bit. I didn't, uh, a nice surprise. And then, oh, damn it. Unrelated to anything else, I just realized my shirt has a hole in it. Right in the, oh man, right at the wrist on the sleeve. God damn it. I mean, I don't have to get rid of it right now. But I like this shirt. It's a really comfortable shirt. Anyway, nothing to do with the uh, the good delivery. Let's talk about the bad one <laughs> because Jesus Christ. So we get deliveries all the time—food, groceries, Amazon, other things—and they all. The only issue I've ever had is with uh, a certain organization that claims to never be able to deliver packages to the house, and we always have to request a redelivery. I'm being vague on purpose. Um, Maybe I've already mentioned it, but anyway, it's really silly that this one place can't deliver stuff. So anyway, um, what happens, an important detail you need to know for this little tale is that a lot of times your GPS will direct people to the back of the house. It did this at our apartment. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when you put in our address, it says, hey, turn here, and it turns you into the alley. And so if you don't know what the street is like, you don't know the deal with the thing, you're going to be like, oh, crap, why am I at the back of the house? And most people will go, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. Let me go around the block. So that's what happened with this guy. And I I just want to say, though, if you're making a delivery, maybe try turning onto the part of the street with the sign on it, right? Like, I I just I don't know why you would turn into the alley that doesn't mark where the what street you're on and try to find somebody's house that way, because I've mentioned that there is a um, an address on one of the back doors here. Because I firmly believe that this basement was an apartment before we lived here. So if you could see the door in the back, you would think, "Oh, maybe that's where I'm supposed to deliver the stuff," right? But you can't see the door because of the fence. So anyway, I just like I don't. <sighs> so Uber Eats has a thing where you can track the driver, and Grubhub does this too sometimes where you could track, like, where the, how close the driver is so you know to be ready to get your food, right? So she's looking at the thing. She's like, hey, our food should be here soon. It says he's, like, two minutes away. And then, like, five to seven minutes goes by, and he's not there. And she's like, hey, like, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, are you here? Are you close? And he said, I can't find the door. And I'm like, oh, all right. So he didn't say anything until Jill said, hey, where are you? What's going on? And he, so that's strike one. I guess. And then it was just like, all right, so where, what are you doing? What do you mean you can't find the door? Like it's numbered on the front. Like it's, it's a one way street. It's not a very wide street. It's not a big street to be on. Like the numbers right on the front. So what do you, what do you mean you can't find the door? So I look out back and I see this guy across the alley and he's looking at, it looks like he's looking at trash. Like He's out of his car because the car is parked uh, behind our neighbor's house. The good ones, not the other ones. Well, now they're new neighbors, but not where the jerk lived, the other side. So he's looking, he's, his car is parked there, and he is directly behind us. There's, you know, the house across the alley. He's looking at their trash cans. And, like, he's got a bag in his hand. I'm like, this has to be the guy, but what the hell's he doing? So he's looking at the trash cans, I guess looking for an address. And... I was like, "This, what are you doing? Why are you in the alley looking for the, why, what are you doing? So I opened the window, and I said, hey, hey, man, are you, are you delivering? And Jill had called him. So I opened the window. Jill's on the phone with him, and he's like, yes. go." And Jill's like, yes, go around to the front of the house, you f- moron. And this guy, like, gestured at me with the food, like, are you going to come to the back and get the food? Like, no, buddy, buddy. You're an idiot, first of all. Like what, when, okay, when do you deliver food to the back of somebody's house? Like in all the Uber deliveries you've done, when have you gone to the alley to deliver it? Like you're not delivering a washer or a dryer or some other big appliance that's going to be in the basement anyway. So like you're delivering like bur- whatever we order, burgers or breakfast or something. I don't remember. Uh, it was from the diner, I guess. So yeah, burgers and breakfast. So you're delivering food, right? And it's not... It's not like the address says, blah, 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 street, rear apartment or whatever. You know, it doesn't say that because we live, the, the whole house is our thing. So, well, I don't know when you do that. So, that's number one. And then the other thing, like, why are you getting out of your car in the alley? Like, do you see any addresses on any of these doors? In the Like, what? You should have some kind of indication in your brain. You should go, hey, wait a minute. There are no house numbers here. Maybe I should go around to the front to the actual street that I'm supposed to be delivering to. And the other thing is, <laughs> he's looking at the houses across, like that aren't on our street. So he's at the back of our house looking for an address on a street that's not ours. And so I'm just like, what are you why would you do this? So I, I'm just like, buddy, like you, well he was again with the fence, he was never going to find the address anyway, even though it's here on this door, you can't see it because the fence isn't open. So there'd be no way to get the food, like, figure out which one my house is if you don't already know. And I'm just like, what do you... I understand that you're, like, you don't know a neighborhood, and so you're not sure why the GPS... Like, you're just following blindly the GPS, right? And that gets people in trouble where, um, you know, they just get lost and take a wrong way because the GPS said, no, go this way when you're supposed to do something else. But at some point, like, I, something in your brain should say, hey, wait a minute, I'm delivering to a house. So maybe I should look for the street sign instead of just blindly following what the GPS says. Because when you come down our street, it's a, you come down a two-way street to turn onto our one-way street. And so if you're coming from the certain way that he probably would have been... I'm trying to think where he would have been coming from. Yeah, so he would have been coming down. So if you are coming to our street from this side, this... uh. I guess we would be the side street in this case because we're the one way. So if you're coming from this main street, you'd make a left onto our street to get to our block, right? So when you're coming down, the alley is first where you'd make a left to get to the back of the house. But then right after that, like another, I don't know, 70 feet or something is our block where the front of the house is where normal people come in and deliver stuff where you can see the name of the street that you're supposed to be delivering to. And this guy, I guess, was just looking at his GPS. I can picture what this person was doing. He's got the food in his thing. He's in his car. He's looking at the GPS. He's got his phone probably mounted on the— uh, it's either on a clip on the dashboard or, or stuck to the dash to the uh, inside of the windshield with one of those uh, clamp things. So I could see him. He's looking at it. He's driving with one hand, and he's, he's looking at the map. And it shows him where to turn. And for some reason, either the GPS told him to turn in the alley, or he read it wrong because he's dope, and he turned into the alley. And then, like, that's the, like, okay, that's a mistake, but that's an honest one, right? You you don't know where you're going. You know, you make a quick thing like, oh, wait a minute, like, it should have clicked. Like, hey, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be to deliver these things. Let me go around again, and maybe I'll find the street if I go around. So that didn't click. So then he decided to get out of his car in the alley and look at trash cans for on a street that isn't ours to try to deliver our food to the back of our house, which is not a thing that anybody does. I, I've never, um, I'm like, what a f- dope. Jesus Christ. Like he, he eventually did drive after he got out of his car and rummaged around some trash with our food in his hand and said, Oh, you're going to come get this? I was like, no, I'm not going to come get it. You drive around. That's why I, that's why I paid you for delivery for you to drive around to my house and figure out how to get to my front door like a normal person. I know that sounded very privileged the way I said that, but uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that part of it, but I, like, I'm like, i just baffled how dumb this guy is, where if he listens, I'm going to feel real bad, but no, I won't. He's stupid. Be smarter. Learn how to read street signs. It, like He eventually figured it out and drove around the block, and we got our food and everything was fine, but holy... Like, come on, man. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. And through the magic of editing, we are right back. Had to step away, do some dad stuff for a minute, and uh, now we're back. We are good to go. So the moral of that story, we took a long way to get there, just like he took a long time to bring us our goddamn food, is when you're delivering things, street signs, I shouldn't have to say this, but if you're delivering things, first of all, don't smoke in your car while you have the stuff in there, or at all, really. And, uh, That's not related to this story, just another tip for delivery drivers. And uh, the main thing here is street signs are your friend. If you don't see house numbers, you're probably in the wrong place. And don't root around the alley with food in your hand, looking at trash cans to try to find the back of someone's house when you're looking at the wrong street. Or just don't be a goddamn idiot. How about that? All right. We're good. We spent a long time on that. (laughs) But we are good to go. What a goddamn moron. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's do um, let's do this. I saw this the other day. I've been seeing this all week, actually, for several days and weeks. Is all these shows? So we talked about when it happened, when the movie Batwoman was mostly completed, and then it got canceled by whoever WB or Discovery, whoever was running the show. There, um, they canceled the movie even though it was almost done. So it's not going to come out. Or maybe was it actually? Did we figure out if it was actually finished? Or was it like 95% down and they decided to stop? Because I think the deal is if you sink so much money into a project and then you have to scrap it for whatever reason, you can claim that as a loss on your taxes. And so then you don't have to, like, it's not claimed as money made because you, you spent it and didn't make it back because, and I mean, spending it and not making it back because nobody went to go see it is one thing. But now, like that's a risk that you have as a I guess as a distributor, as a studio, whoever is making that decision, that's a risk that you take right? when you go to put out a movie or a show is, oh my God, I hope people actually watch because then you want to get the money back. you want to see some kind of uh, they call it return on investment, return on investment, right? you want to get some money back, you know however you do that with merchandise or you know, TV rights and advertising and ticket sales and for movies or whatever, all these things, right? You want to get that back. And so I guess in that sense, if you if you take a loss on the movie there, it's like, well, we still have to claim the money we made on the movie on the taxes. But they found a way, and I'm sure this is not a new thing. It's just now that we have so many other avenues to watch things and so much more information at our disposal regarding these things is that we're seeing it now in the open where shows are being created like full seasons are being finished there's a show on uh on amc i think i don't remember what it's called but i just read that uh season two is done like they've made it they finished the production it's ready to go and they canceled it before it aired and i just i don't i mean i get it because corporations are greedy i understand why like why i get why they do it but from the other side of it, from not-in-the-business side of it, this is terrible. I hate this. Nobody wants to see a show end. You know, a show gets canceled after one season for whatever reason. Netflix has been doing this a lot, where they cancel it after one or two seasons. Like, oh, well, you know, that, that's, what can you do? Well, what you could do, Netflix, or whoever the production people are, is you could— uh, and maybe I'm aiming my, uh, my ire at the wrong place, but what you could do is make more of the show. And fit, let the let the creators finish the show how they, like, let them know, like, hey, by the way, this season that we're doing is going to be your last one. You get 10 more episodes to finish your story. And maybe if you had more of an arc planned, you know, that kind of gets rushed or or removed or whatever. And be like, all right, well, this sucks, but also I can finish it in a way on my terms. With this now, you're just like, well, it's gone, and now nobody's going to see it again. We'll never find out the story. We won't find out what happened to that guy. One of my best examples is Agent Carter. At the end of season two, um, the detective goes into the hotel room and he's like, oh, I wonder what this is. He gets pulled out by a hand behind him and then the show ends and they got canceled. So we don't know what happened to him. So I don't know. Anyway, um, I know that's an old example kind of, especially in terms of how many shows have come and gone in this fashion since then. I know that's an older one, but anyway... That's the example that I have. Uh, but this new, like, we're going to make it, but we're not going to air it. And then, like, so we can claim it as a as a loss on our taxes and don't have to pay the money. I think that's how it goes. I think that's the, that's the reasoning behind it is it's a tax write-off. So you have all these people come in, the cast, the crew, the writers, the whoever, all the people who are involved in our production, hundreds of people on a TV show or movie working hours and hours every day, and weeks at a time, and months away from their families, and are putting all this work in, all this effort in, and they have nothing to show for it. Because no one gets to see the fruit of their hard work. No one gets to see the finished product that all of those people worked so hard for. So yes, they got paid for the job, right? It's not that the company's not paying them to make the show. They are. As far as I could tell, they're being paid to make the show. But what happens is, when you, and I've been reading a lot about this. I'm not in the business, but should I have had Charlie's? No, I'm not going to have Charlie on to talk about this. It's probably really upsetting for someone in the business. But I wonder how much of this is correct. I've been reading a lot of stuff on this. And so, you know, what's right, what's wrong? I don't know. Again, I'm not in the business. But from what I understand, when a show doesn't air, you don't get the credit. Like, if you do a show, say you do a season or a, or a few episodes of, uh, I don't know, 24. Whatever. I know. Old one. Let's go with a Pat, can you go with a newer show? Fine. Say if you do, um, what have we been watching? Walker. All right. Say you do a couple episodes of Walker and the air and you're like, hey, I was in Walker. I did this. Now you can use that. Like, oh, you were on a primetime cable show. That's doing pretty well. You know, making money. People watch it. It's great. That's This is a good thing for you to be on to launch yourself to another job if that's what you want to do right? You're on a, you got a five episode arc on, on Walker. And then you're done with that. And people go, Oh, you were pretty good in that. Let's cast you in this. And then you get to, you know, work your career from there. That's good that the show airs, people see it. They see what you can do. They see your work. You get the credit for being on that show and you can use that to get another job. That's great. But if the show doesn't air, you don't get the credit, right? You go to your IMDb page and you did a show called, uh, you know, Jimmy's yeah uh, Jimmy's pizza or whatever but it's say you make the season but it doesn't air it's not going to be on your IMDb page i know there are other places to find your credits but the one that everybody knows and the one that a lot of people are going to look for is your like what's on your IMDb meaning what have you been in that that we can go see at some point right but if Jimmy's pizza never aired we're going to make a show Jimmy's pizza by the way um hang on one second i uh, <laughs> i just i wanted to write something down. I gotta write this down. Hold on. <laughs> okay, longtime fans are gonna know this. longtime fans of the show longtime listeners um it's Jimmy's pizza, but the guy's name's not Jimmy based on my neighbor for some reason thinking my name is Jimmy. That's it and then and he's gotta live like a double life to sitcom, I guess. maybe it's a in the vein of like Kevin can f himself which was a good show that I wish we had watched more of. We watched like nine episodes and then, I don't know, fell off because of the kid. But anyway, it's a sitcom, half sitcom, where Jimmy's like, hey, Jimmy's Pizza, yeah. And then the other side is, well, he's not really Jimmy, he's really this other guy. And whatever life that is. Does that work for anybody? No? Okay. Anyway, so Jimmy's Pizza, you make the first season, but it never airs. So if you were on the show, That's great. You got paid to be on the show, whatever the rate was to be on that show, whatever you negotiated with union or whoever, your agent and all the people, right? So you got paid to work on that show. But if it never airs you don't get the credit because no one has seen the show. No one can say, Oh, you were in Jimmy's Pizza. I loved you in that show. They say, Oh, you were in Jimmy's Pizza. That's nice. You know, what does that mean to me as someone who's never heard of it and has never seen the show? So you lose that, and then you don't get the Residual. So again, here's the other thing. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Here's the other thing about that. When these shows are getting canceled, like say it's aired like a season and gets canceled for season two, they're also pulling season one off the streaming service, which means you don't get the residual for that show being aired anywhere. So when somebody watches a show, generally the uh, the people involved will get a little bit of a, a little bit of a kickback. They'll get some money from that. How much that depends, but the point is, a lot of people use that for their insurance. Like you have to get a certain number, have a certain number of uh, of projects in the works, or something like that, to keep your insurance going. And if you don't have those residuals that say, "Hey, you're still working on TV," technically because the show's on, then you're going to lose out on a lot of stuff. And so I, I just, I'm really upset. Again, we're going to go back to last week with a uh, <laughs> with a joke here. I'm bothered that these greedy corporate have decided, have figured out a way to pay these people only once and not for any residuals after that and not make any more and not, you know, keep these people employed and not give them credit for the work that they've done. Instead, you pay them at the beginning, you sink more money into the next season of the show, cancel it before it airs, and then claim that as a loss on your taxes so you don't have to report so much income so you stay a rich, greedy... Is that, where, is that where we are? Is that the state of things right now? Am I off base on any of this? Somebody, if you're in the, tell you what, if you're in the business or if you know somebody, nobody in the business is going to listen to this show, if, especially not now, unless you want to make Jimmy's pizza. Um, if you know somebody in the business who is willing to talk to me about this, send them my way to meltingpat.com, all the stuff's there to contact me. Um, am I wrong on this? Am I, I don't know. Am I ignorant on how this is really working? Or am I, am I correct? And do you disagree? No, no. Uh, well, if you disagree, that's fine. But if I'm wrong on any of this, let me know. I just, just from, you know, as they say, thirty thousand feet from looking at it from where I am, as in not in the business. It really bothers me that these people spend all this time and, and all their energy working on this project that now no one gets to see because someone wants a tax write-off. It just, I'm, I'm just really. I don't get it. Just like, make the thing... If it turns out it makes no money, that's one thing. Then you gotta axe it, but that's not... Like, you're not even giving it a shot, and you're costing these people residual money that they would need for other things, and costing them potential future income, because now they don't get the credit for the show that didn't air that they made. Which is a bunch of crap. So, it bothers me. I've talked a lot about the state of TV, and it just keeps getting worse, I think. Like, I wrote about, we're not back to cable yet. We might actually be trending that way now since i wrote that piece but it's not no not really we're still not really in there but the whole thing with streaming is oh we have more ways more avenues for these shows and it was great you're like oh this is cool we can make more money and make more shows and more places for people to watch shows and it's great and then now they're pulling this sh- and uh and it's bothersome it's no good all right there we go can we here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do another thing that, that i'm kind of I'm kind of worried about, and uh, then we're going to sandwich it. That's for you, Kenny, with uh, something fun at the end, and then we'll do a little bit of sports, and then the captain, and then that'll be that. All right, so stop canceling shows before they air. Let let people see them. Let people see the hard work, and then, I don't know, cancel it when you're ready, I guess. But then then we don't get enough. That's what I say to you, rich people. Can't even muster a real word for you. Just get, ah. How would I type that out, by the way? If I wanted to type out ugh, for the title of this episode, <laughs> what would that be? Any guesses? All right. Anyway, um, I thought about ending the show with this, but I don't want to end on a bummer. So we're not going to do that. Sorry, I had to check a work thing. Um, I saw this. Okay, so let's try to work out this WWE sale timeline here. So about a year ago, year and a half ago, or what was it two years ago? They sold the network to NBC, the WB network, the streaming service that they were running on their own. They sold it to NBC to have it on Peacock. Okay, they sold it for like a billion dollars. Okay, fine. I mean, I didn't love it because it meant that now NBC owns the, the rights to rent us the content um, that is being provided by another place. So like when you're adding another set of eyes, or I guess several, then the lens through which that is, through which they deem what's acceptable to air, is, I don't know where I was going with that, but I remember people complained about, like, oh, we have the right to see this uh, all these shows as uh, uncut or whatever. Well, actually, you don't, because now the people in charge of it have more, so, like, there are more people who have the say who can make the decision to cut some stuff. Okay, so that was a problem, but whatever. Like, you still get all the stuff for a decent price to watch all your pay-per-views and all your whatevers. Okay, sorry. Premium live events, right? So you could still do that, no problem. Um, it's now just on a different thing that is a little better quality-wise. The UI is uh, is not great, but anyway. So that's where we were. They sold the network to Peacock, and then at around that time, maybe a little before, they started talking about, oh, the company's going to get sold, and because you know Vince McMahon in his late 70s, like he's gonna, he's not going to be around forever. Although you know he might try to convince you otherwise. Um, He's gonna sell the company, and we're gonna see some changes. Whatever, fine. Okay. So then all the rumors come out like, oh, is Disney gonna buy it? Is is NBC Universal gonna buy it? Who's gonna come out and and um, spend the money? Is Fox gonna jump in? And we all thought, hey, it's gonna to go to NBC because they already have the streaming rights for the network. So why wouldn't they want to add the rest of the umbra- things under the umbrella? And so like, okay, that didn't happen. Maybe it still could. I don't know. So then we get to the summer. And this was one of my first Patreon video things. I put up a preview of it for YouTube when Stephanie McMahon was, uh, she took a leave of absence or maybe she was fired or whatever. So she's gone from the company. And a lot of people at the time were saying, well, I think now that, you know, there's an investigation in on Vince and there's going to be some some not so great stuff coming out about him. And I guess they decided, because Stephanie was in like a PR business, whatever her role was, and they decided she wasn't going to be the one to deal with the pushback and to have to answer all those questions. So she took a leave of absence right around then. And then here comes the investigation, all the findings like, Oh, Vince spent some money for some, uh, let's call it hush money for some misconduct. And then it turned out, he's also doing some other financial faux pas. And so, okay, Vince is out. He's been, uh, he was removed from the board. He retired, I guess, effectively. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to go. We're good. I'm 77, however the old he is. Uh, I'm going to go. It's going to be great. So Stephanie comes back. She's now co-CEO. All right. You know, two CEOs. Why, why wouldn't that be, why wouldn't that go wrong? Um, so things are okay, I guess. You know, Vince is out. They're dealing with all that stuff. I'm guessing things are still happening behind the scenes we don't know about. And then it comes out. Vince is going to come back. He wants to come back. He wants to be the head of the board because, again, they're still working the company. By the way, Vince didn't give up his shares of the company. So he still – it's a publicly traded entity. So he still had his shares and still essentially had a say in what would happen with the company. Okay, smart business move. Whatever you want to say about the guy doing other stuff, that's a smart play. So he says the thing out like, oh, he's going to come back. The company, again, still about to be sold. So Vince said, hey, 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 pal, I'm going to come back. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna oversee the sale, basically. I'm gonna be the head of the board again. I'm gonna oversee the sale, and then I guess he's gonna leave again. I don't know. So that happened. He came back, he's the head of the board. The sale is apparently imminent as Wednesday as I'm doing this. I haven't heard if it's official yet, but um he's gonna oversee that. So Stephanie resigned on Tuesday. So Vince came back like a week ago. Uh Stephanie resigned. This week and last night, Tuesday. So again, this is Wednesday, January 11th for me. So on the 10th, Stephanie McMahon resigned from her position, I guess now officially. She'll get a fat pension probably. And reportedly, the Saudi Arabian government has bought or is in uh, in talks, and we've we talked about it with Carlos Correa, it's only official when you sign the dotted line, Um I guess when you have the other press conference, maybe that's it. So the the rumor right now is that the Saudi government is going to own it, going to own WWE, own World Wrestling Entertainment. I can't even fathom what this is going to look like. Um, they're going to own it. They're going to make it a private company again, which is... Well, um, if it... W- okay, so when I heard the company was going to be sold, and you start thinking about the things that... Uh, that Vince McMahon's been involved in, you're like, oh well, like, you know, like a worse person can't run the ship, right? Well, I would say the Saudi government is is either on par or worse than Vince McMahon. Let's let's call them worse because their track record for human rights issues is not great. Let's just leave it there, because um, it's not a political show. I don't uh, I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs, but I do know that this is not a very good idea. It's like you know, Qatar, Qatar, however you say it, uh, hosting the World Cup. Right? That is that? No. Okay. I'm getting too, too over my head. Um. So yeah, I don't like. I'm okay with the idea of the company going private again, because then, at least in that case, you don't have to answer to shareholders, right? Like if you want to put on a, a wrestling show, you want to have people involved in wrestling, like in like with AEW, you have people who are involved in wrestling, uh, running the show, right? At the very least, or people who uh. Who know the business. I mean, yeah, Tony Khan makes the final decision and he's not a he's a wrestling fan, not a rest, not like in the business. He's in the business now because he owns the he runs the company, but you know, it's better than so you answer to Tony Khan. And that's better than having to answer to Tony Khan and 20 other people who are on the business side of things. Like, hey, no, no, we can't do that. That's gonna hurt the bottom line, right? Like when uh <laughs> this was so dumb. When um they did a segment on Raw years ago where Donald Trump was going to buy Raw from Vince McMahon, or buy WWE or buy something like that. And they, so they put that on TV on Monday. Shareholders saw that and panicked and called and said, hey, what's going on? So they had to put out a statement on Tuesday saying, hey, you morons, it's a TV show, it's fake. And <laughs> we're not really selling the company to Donald Trump. Although I would not have been surprised if he'd been in on the bidding, if he had any money. This is this is why I think Trump doesn't have any money, by the way, is because he 100% would have bought World Wrestling Entertainment to run because he loves this stuff, right? He loves it, and then he can inflate his ego and put whatever he wants on TV. I'm surprised he's not in on this. Maybe he was, and we don't know about it, but uh, or maybe he doesn't have enough money. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I, I was going off track. So anyway, the point is, I would be okay with like another entity, like if this a uh, corporate ownership group of, I don't know, a bunch of ex-wrestlers or athletes or TV people, like people who like wrestling, or maybe people who worked in wrestling for a time. If they bought it and made it a private company, I'd be okay with that probably. But if the Saudi Arabian government buys it and it's uh, they're a private company, like they make it a private company, I, I don't like that. And I understand that the, the Saudi government owns bits and pieces of things in the West and bits and pieces of entertainment companies and franchises and things like that. I understand that. And them having a little bit of this thing and this thing and that thing and trying to, uh, let's call it rehab their image and trying to expand their horizons. I don't have a problem with that part of it, you know, unless they're trying to anyway. Um, but if they're owning the whole thing, you got to think about what that would mean for certain people on the roster, certain people on the payroll, and making it so they make all the decisions, I don't love that as far as the optics are concerned. Now, maybe we can all be swerved by this, and either they do a great job and things are okay, or someone else swoops in and buys it at the last minute, Fox or NBC or somebody, and maybe this is all uh, this segment's all for naught. But, you know, as I sit here now with the news that I have, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love the idea. I don't watch the Saudi uh, the Crown Jewel shows. I watched one because we did it for the podcast. Um, but I don't watch the other ones because, I don't know, I just feel like I don't need to. I just feel like we don't need to glorify certain people who do certain things and then turn around and say, no, we're all good. Um, and I say that generally as a guy who doesn't pay that much attention to what rich people do with their money and things I consume. And I understand that comes from a place of privilege, but I just don't have the time and mental energy to uh to I guess properly vet all the things I do. Cuz if I did that like, oh, I stopped doing this cuz this person does this and I don't I just I don't do that generally, but I think we got to make a we got to draw a line on this one, don't we? No? All right. Maybe maybe this is all for nothing. Maybe we're all going to be fine. Maybe uh maybe some things are going to work out differently. I don't know, but as I sit here now, it appears that the Saudi Arabian government will 100% own war wrestling entertainment and make it a private company, and uh, I don't like how that sounds. So we'll keep you updated as best we can. I'm going to get a beverage, and uh, we'll do a couple more things right after this. Alrighty, we are back. We're just about done. Don't you worry. I was thinking about this the other day. I've talked about this before on the show, I'm sure, about things that you can just buy as an adult, and I thought about I should ask this question for the show to get some fun answers. Maybe I already have. I don't know. My brain is mush. I'm sorry. If I repeat myself, my bad. It's fine. So the other day, we're sitting around and uh, watching TV or whatever, doing whatever it is that we do. And Jill said, I want some cake. I want to get some cake. I wish we had some cake or pie or something. And I'm like, oh, all right, that'd be nice. I can't really do anything about that now. And she's like, I'm going to order some cake. So she went on uh, GoPuff, and she ordered an ice cream cake and snacks and Yoo-Hoo and other things. And it was here in like an hour. And it was great. Well, maybe less than that. But anyway, it was great. Like, we're just sitting around. We don't need an occasion. It's nobody's birthday. It's nobody's whatever. We didn't have a party. We just wanted an ice cream cake, and she got on GoPuff and bought it. And guess what, pals? Goddamn delicious it was. It sure was. You're goddamn right it was. It was awesome. And it got me thinking, like, when you're an adult, you could just buy stuff. If you're fortunate enough to have money for such luxuries, as, they, uh, as they're called, if you're fortunate enough to be able to uh, to splurge here and there, you could just buy what you want. You want some fruit punch? Go to the grocery store. Go to Wawa. Go wherever. Put it in the order. Boom. Done. You want ice cream cake? Get on GoPuff. Get on Instacart. Get yourself an ice cream cake. Get yourself a little treat. You want some uh, glass bottle Yoohoo? Get on there. You want some lunchables? They're not going to fill you because you're not a kid. But do you want them? A little snack? Buy like four or five of them. Well, they're kind of expensive. But if you find a sale, buy like five or six of them. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I don't need a reason. I just you know, the reason is I want it and I have money to spend. That's it. I'm fortunate again to be able to uh, to have, I guess, disposable income to buy snacks and stuff. And I think it's great that all these things that I that you love as a kid or you, you really you think you need an occasion for, like a birthday or whatever, you, when you're in your mid thirties, you don't. You just get them whatever the hell you want. So I guess what I want to ask you as we wrap the show today, we're gonna do some sports too, uh, just a little bit. Um, what I'd like to ask as we, uh, as we say goodbye here is what are your favorite treats to buy? Like if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I really want this, but we don't have like, we're like, if we're going to go to a party and you're like, I want, I don't know, taco salad, or I want, um, whatever you have at a party. I I usually make taco salad when we have parties. That's why I went there. But like, I want a roast beef sandwich or I want, I want to go to McDonald's or something. You could just do that as an adult and now with a lot of places you don't even have to get up off your couch you can do it right from your phone and they'll bring it to you you'll pay extra sure you'll pay for the convenience that's for sure but you know what are your some of your favorite delectables some of your favorite treats and sweets to indulge yourself in and just get them because you can because you're an adult and you have an extra 20 bucks sitting around or however much it would cost what are your favorites let me know everywhere at the Meltic pat Um, That was going to be the question for the week. Maybe we'll push it. If we get some answers, we'll see who listens to the show. And uh, yeah, what are your favorite, you know, random little various treats that you like to buy yourself every so often uh, that you don't need a reason for? The only reason that you get them is that you want them and you have the money, not because it's somebody's birthday or some other celebration. Uh, What are your favorite treats to buy? All right, there you go. We'll put that on. Uh, If we get some answers, then, um, well, if we get no answers then I'll know that no one listens to the show, and, uh, and that's fine too. But if we get some answers, we'll, uh, we'll share them next week. But yeah, just we just thought about it, like, hey, I want some ice cream cake. And then in 20 minutes, we had ice cream cake. And it's great. First of all, that's a wonder of A, modern technology, and B, uh, being adults where we can just buy stuff that we want and not need a reason. So there you go. All right. Yeah, so we'll push that. Uh, let's get some feedback here. So your favorite treats that you like to buy to, uh, to indulge for yourself. All right, all right, so if you hate sports, we'll see you later. Everybody else, let's do the thing. Whoop, up, up,, real quick. NFL playoffs start today tonight, right? When this comes out, um, I think I put these in order, but I didn't write down who plays when. it's fine. Um, we got six games here. Seattle, San Francisco, the Chargers at Jaguars, Bill, uh, Dolphins at Bill's, Giants at Vikings, Ravens at Bengals, Cowboys at Buccaneers. What a weird slate, right? It's weird, right? Seattle, they were good early on, midseason, and then they kind of took a tumble, and somehow they're still in the playoffs. So I'd much rather see Detroit in this spot. Actually, for being real, I'd rather see Detroit than Tampa. I really would. I don't think Tampa Bay is very good. Um, but because they won their division at 8 and 9 or whatever their record was, they are hosting a playoff game on Monday night. So what a yeah, Chargers are sneaky in that, like, they should be better than they are they should be really good and they're not somehow they have a lot of good guys on that team I like it but I feel like they can't get out of their own way and uh and that's weird That's thanks for them Jacksonville's fun they're fun like they're they're not you wouldn't say they're a great team but they're fun right they're like the Lions are they a great team probably not but they're fun they're fun to watch all right Dolphins are gonna get destroyed um here's what I'll say about that Buffalo's a better team anyway and especially if the Dolphins don't have Tua, which they shouldn't because he's had three concussions in like eight months or whatever it was, eight weeks. However, like the, they, the organization is just a mess. Like they started him like four days after he had a concussion and then he got another one. And then I think like two weeks ago, he got another concussion. So let's uh, let's – maybe it's eight weeks. It was eight weeks, eight or nine weeks he's had three concussions. Like you shouldn't have three concussions in like – 20 years of your life, man. Like, you gotta... I don't like that. So I hope he doesn't play. Uh, I think either way, Buffalo is gonna win. We got the Giants and the Vikings. This is a weird one, because I don't think the Vikings are very good. But also, I would not be surprised if the Vikings went on a run to the NFC title game. Like, they're a weird team. Somehow they have like 12 or 13 wins, and they're actually not that good. And the Giants... You know, oh, they weren't supposed to be here, but they, they end up winning these games that they shouldn't be winning. So that's that's an interesting matchup for me. Um, I don't know who's going to win. Let me know, experts. Uh, Ravens-Bengals had to... Oh, man. Look, the Ravens won 10 games this year. But if you've watched them at all at any point, with Lamar or without, they're not that great. I don't have a lot of hope for this game. I hope they win. Obviously, I want my team to win in the playoffs, but uh, I don't know if uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be playing. If he does... How's he going to look? How healthy is he really going to be? He hasn't played in a month, and uh, Cincinnati's just uh, got it all going right now. So, who knows? What a uh, that's interesting. In the Monday night game, Dallas at Tampa. I don't think Tampa's very good. Dallas should win this game. I don't think Dallas is great either, but Dallas should win. Um, if Tampa wins, I think we're all, it's all fixed because they want Tom Brady to win another Super Bowl um especially then it's like oh he won with the uh, under 500 team in the playoffs and then that's a whole thing right oh god what did i just do what did i just what idea did i just give the nfl script writers god damn it all right so there you go wild card weekend is tonight or this weekend rather starts tonight so good luck if you're if you're doing fantasy or placing your bets or whatever you got going on uh good luck hope you have fun if your team wins great unless you're the bengals then uh screw you no it's fine um Good luck to go whoever you like, except the Bengals. There we go. Does that work? No? Okay. Uh, Baseball, real quick, the Carlos Correa saga continues. Good Lord, this guy. All right. So he started with, uh, he was on the Twins. We mentioned Actually, we did all that last week. Um, He's got a new deal in place, six years, $200 million with the Minnesota Twins. It's not official. I will wait until they, uh, they introduce him at a press conference. And you know what I want to see? We don't usually see this. But I think in this situation, we have to. I need to see this man sign this contract. I think that, like, even... I'm not a Twins fan, but, like, I would think the Twins fans would have to see it, right? Because the Mets said, hey, we got Carlos Correa, and then they sold, like, a million dollars in tickets in a day. Because people are like, yes, Carlos Correa. So I wonder two things. Is any of that money getting paid back? No. And (laughs) And two, like, what happens now? Like, if he... If he loses out on this deal, then what do you do? Then do you sign the one-year deal with the Pirates or the Rockies like I wanted him to? Do we do that? Um, I think, no, we need to break precedent here. And we need to see this man sign the dotted line to make this official. Because it's been like a month and a half, right, with all this. Where's he going to go? He signed here, not there. Now he's over there. So, yeah. All right. We got to we gotta watch this man sign the dotted line. and uh, And then we'll be done with this. All right? All right. There you go. That's all I got to tell you today. Uh, hey, that's all I got to tell you. What am I, Mr. Turner and his first episode of Boy Meets World? Hey, Matthews, what are you doing over here? Uh, I'm on the Rewatch podcast, and uh, <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. The chair's making noise. I'm moving around because I'm trying to get comfortable here. It's not working. So here we go. We're gonna. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to turn it to the captain. Hopefully, he'll be there for uh, an update with the fly guys. Let us know what is going on. My friend, the floor is yours. I did that in one breath. I should not do that again. Anyway, take it away. Thank you, my friend. There you have it. The Meltic Path, the next level network. If you weren't there, we played a sound effect. If you were there, then we did the whole thing. And we are good to go. My friends, I'm sorry this was a bit uh, messy today. Like I said, I am exhausted. Uh, it's been a week. Everybody's sick in my house. I hope I don't get it too. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. And uh, hope you're well. Hope you're doing okay. Hope everything's going well for you. Hope you're having fun. Hope you're doing the things that you enjoy doing, and uh, don't hurt yourself, okay? All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. I was about to thank a band for a song I didn't play. Yeah, nothing. No music today. I know. I didn't pick a song. Oh, We'll get to it. We might have guests soon. I don't know. We'll work on it, all right? I'll talk to you later. TheMelticBot.com for all my stuff. Uh, there's a network tab up there. Find out what's going on with all of our shows. 209-867-7638 with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and there are plenty of them today corrections. All right. We are good. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time. Hopefully with a better mood, or maybe it'll sound worse. I don't know. I'll see you. All right. Thanks. This has been an 8.0 production. Till next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's all. We are good to go. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. See you later.